Hello, friends. Welcome to another amazing podcast where we talk about how to be authentic in an inauthentic gay world where everybody is playing a game. Everybody wants you to be their sex doll or they want you to satisfy their fetish. Is that authentic to be seeking agendas that are sexual or based on fetishes, is that an authentic way of living? And of course, it's not. It's a game. And so the gay world is characterized by inauthenticity almost in every place that you go and meet gay men. Because most gay men are seeking to play out some kind of game. They want each other only for their specific needs. And that mode of interactions is extremely inauthentic. And so when we talk about authenticity here in the context of gay living, we have a lot to talk about and we have a lot to learn. I'm the founder of the Biggie Family Social Program where we guide gay men through introductions. And we have a very specific methodology for how introductions happen, how you meet, what you talk about, what you avoid talking about. Why do you think we have it that way? So that we can have an authentic methodology, authentic process of men getting to know each other. Part of my job in the program is to take away the games, take away all of the innuendos, that are standing in the way of authenticity. So authenticity is a really big deal. I'm willing to say that without authenticity, we cannot feel good about ourselves. So buckle up, my friends. We're going to talk about authenticity on a deeper, deeper level. We're going to talk about examples. We're going to talk about when authenticity will never happen. Hint, narcissistic men and lovers with big penises. Also, authenticity is not going to ever happen when you are with men who are traumatized and shamed. So this is really a big deal. You have to take this seriously because authenticity is not just a way of being. It's also a way of healing. If there's something wrong in your life, if you have depression, if you have anxieties, if you doubting yourself, if you lost belief in yourself, if you worry about the future, why do you think those thoughts happen? Those thoughts happen is because you did not have a lot of time with other men in an authentic conversation to discover what's going on with you. That's why. In most cases, gay men who have depression, who have anxieties and conflicting and difficult states, that's because they don't have authentic conversations about what's happening in their lives. They are masking, they are pretending. Maybe that's one of you guys listening to this podcast because this is so common with men. Men like to pretend everything is great. Yeah, I'm okay. In reality, he's going through a very difficult time. In reality, he's completely lost. But on the outside, he says, everything's fine. I'm great. 
Authenticity is a cure for a lot of our complex internal states. And that's why when you talk to closeted men, eventually the reason why they come out of the closet is because on a mental level, they have lost it. They realize that they can't continue anymore, that living this dual life is not only unhealthy, it creates very complex states of being. So authenticity, the return to the basic truth about who you are, about what's happening with you, is required for a healthy and normal life. Authenticity is also required for a healthy and long-term relationship. Authenticity is connection. Without authenticity, we don't feel connected. And that's why so many people don't feel connected today because they don't have authentic conversations. They don't have authentic interactions about what truly matters. And you might ask, what does matter? Well, there are three things that matter. How you feel, your thoughts, your experience of your life. Those are the basic things that matter to you that should be part of a conversation with another gay man. And instead, what happens? Everybody talks about sex positions, about top and bottom, about sadomasochism, about fetishes, about all kinds of sexual perversions. And then they go home and they get depressed. They cry. They feel anxious. So notice this dichotomy here. Notice this duality of living our lives. On one end, we are only interested in sexual conversations, negating to give ourselves the healing from authentic conversations about what matters, and that sets into motion this dual suffering. On one level, there's suffering because you are inauthentic, you don't feel whole and complete, but on the other hand, you're guided by sex so that you can have healthy relationships. So you're permanently single. Because authenticity is required for healthy long-term relationships. Not sexual happiness. No, authenticity is what's required. And through authenticity, you discover the shared sexual connection, the shared sexual compatibility. So remember, authenticity goes against everything that a gay man wants because he wants to play out his already fantasized agenda. He has an agenda about sex. He has an agenda about how the relationship should go. He has an agenda about who you're supposed to be. And that agenda is the absence of authenticity because authenticity is the absence of an agenda. And now we go deep. And you can quickly see that in most cases, when you go out there and want to meet people, you lead with the sexual agenda. And that's why the conversation about authenticity is kind of laughable in the gay culture. Because everybody is a liar. Everybody is inauthentic from the get-go. And not to mention our conversations about anal intercourse. 
whether that is authentic or not. Sadomasochistic patterns, abusive sex, is that authentic or is that inauthentic? So depending on the language that we use to describe what we do in the bedroom, what we do outside of the bedroom, we can reach into a level of authenticity that is very visceral, that is very bottom line kind of truth, axiomatic kind of authenticity, that once you come across it, it's very uncomfortable, but once you accept it, your life is free from suffering, free from struggle, because you are no longer contradicting your behavior, your thoughts, your feelings against the truth of living, being, and feeling. So the gay world, because it's such a brand new way of living, is not a world that has been fully discovered, fully investigated, put up against scrutiny. We don't have investigative journalists investigating the benefits or the disadvantages of certain sexual practices. There are no investigative journalists about anything in the gay world. Everything is taken as its basic face value. There's no deeper investigation. There's no deeper scrutiny. So how do we even know we are authentic? We don't. Because we don't know how to live an authentic gay life. Because 40 years into the modern gay culture, we still don't have the answer to the question. What does it even mean to be an authentic gay man? What do those gay men who are authentic and who have ascended to a higher ground, how do they have sex? How do they love each other? How do they live? Are they monogamous? Are they open? We still struggle to answer those basic questions about who we are. And so if we don't know who we are, how can we know how to be authentic? When people meet, the basic form of authenticity is the disclosure about what's happening, how is each person doing, how are they feeling, what's happening with their relationships, what's happening with their health, what's happening with their financial situation. This forms the basic for an authentic communication. And just ask yourself, how often when you interact with gay men, do you have this level of communication? Are you sharing with each other about how you feel, about what matters to you, about your goals, your plans, about your relationships with your parents, with other people? How often do you share about your anxieties or your depression or your negative feelings? That is what authenticity is about. And with certain people, authenticity is easier. And with other people, authenticity is impossible. And so now, let's talk about how to choose people so that you can have an authentic interaction. Authenticity is difficult because authenticity requires that something else is present. And that something else is the commitment to hear somebody out. So that once you are authentic the other person is not going to walk away and create an injury to you at the moment when you are most vulnerable. 
So the experience of authenticity has some prerequisites. And that's why this is so difficult to experience. And that's why I invite everybody to join Biggie Family Social Program because without the protection of a community and the principles of the community, authentic interactions are going to be extremely rare in your life. And so if you want authentic interactions with men, join us, visit the website biggayfamily.com and see for yourself. So authenticity requires that a person is not injured in a big way. Because if the person is injured or wounded, they will be insecure inside of an authentic communication. Often you see this with politics, you see this with opinions about climate change, about who the president's supposed to be, about different political parties. And so in order to be inside of an authentic space, we have to be willing, we have to be committed to not walk away. And that is the biggest obstacle because most people will walk away. Most people will abandon you when you try to be authentic about what's important to you, about your thoughts, your feelings, and your opinions. Another layer of difficulty is sometimes people don't know how to be authentic and will rarely be able to figure it out. And those are narcissistic individuals. If you're interacting with narcissistic individuals, they, by nature of being narcissistic, they're already inside of a game. Authenticity is not something that they've learned to do. And in most cases, they're incapable of an authentic conversation. Because often, out of an authentic conversation, there is a residual drama there is volatility, there is often tension. And narcissistic individuals cannot handle that tension. They will be defensive. They will not know how to behave. And so they avoid all kinds of conversations that are authentic in fear that they will not know how to behave. They will not know how to be in those situations. And also gay men who have shame those men will also seek only superficial conversations. They will be turned off. Literally, they will be turned off by your desire to talk about how you feel, who you are, what's important to you, because the shame has minimized, miniaturized them to their sexual organs or their arousal. They don't see themselves, in the context of gay interactions, as human beings that have emotions that are valuable to share with one another. And so when you notice, for example, a closeted gay guy or someone who is hooking up on Grindr, the moment you start asking about your feelings, the moment that you start talking about things that are more personal, they are turned off by that. They will either stop talking or they will block you. So, in order to have this authentic exchange, this authentic opportunity to share, to connect to another gay man, unfortunately, you have to be selective, you have to be knowledgeable about psychology, some basic psychology of personalities, and basic psychology of narcissism, borderline personality disorders, bipolar disorders, 
sociopathy, psychopathy, because if you try to be authentic with those individuals, you will be abandoned, you will be traumatized, or you will be taken advantage of. And so that's why communities have always been the places where authenticity can be found. These communities could be religious places, churches, schools, Buddhist centers, meditation centers, and in our case, the Biggie Family Social Program, which is a social program that is like a fraternity where gay men receive introductions to one another, and they are given the guidelines for how each communication takes place so that we don't have those games, but instead we have authentic, deep, thought-provoking discussions about things that matter. I'd like to share with you now something that is quite profound. I found that in my life, I was able to fall in love with gay men through authentic interactions. That at the beginning, I was not attracted to them, but through a series of authentic, thought-provoking, honest, and visceral discussions about what's happening in my life, who I am, how I feel, and how they feel, what's happening in their lives, that through a series of conversations like that, I was able to develop positive emotions to that man without having sex with him. I wanted to share this with you because most of the ways that we are used to finding positive feelings towards people is through sex. And there are so many other modalities. Authenticity is one of them. That if you spend a whole bunch of time with another gay man across the span of, say, six months, talking about things that are very important to you on a deeper level without holding anything back, eventually you will notice that you would start to fall in love with this man. Now, I'm assuming some basic matches of compatibility in terms of similarity of age, similarity of the dynamic of life. So, assuming basic matching of compatibility, but somewhat indifferent disposition towards each other's appearance, that love can be produced by the virtue of authentic conversations that take place across a large amount of time, like six months. And that's something that I found quite interesting. We are stuck in only the sexual dimension of creating relationships. And through authenticity, you can discover that there is another way to experience pleasure with people. That authenticity is almost like sex. By being so true and so viscerally honest about yourself, and hearing another person speak their most deepest truths. That's how we can find extraordinary feeling of positivity and pleasure in those situations. So I'm inviting all of you to look at authenticity as a way of living, to discover how to choose men with whom you can be authentic and those that you cannot be authentic with, not to pursue authenticity with those. And if you want a truly authentic experience that lasts a long time, then start meeting people 
inside of a private community that has principles, that has methodology, that has a philosophy, so that authenticity is something that you can take for granted, that you assume is going to be there with each introduction, with each new person that you meet. Because authenticity, kind of like a human connection, is a medicine, is a medicine for our complex states of mind that result from lack of authenticity, and also is a medicine to our physiology. Because when we are authentic, we are true to who we are. And when we are true to who we are, we have so much less stress. So please take authenticity seriously. Join us at the Big Gay Family social program. Visit the website biggayfamily.com. Begin your enrollment and taste this extraordinary transformation because it's very rare in this crazy and deceptive world that we live in today, especially the gay world. So I hope you found this podcast helpful and useful. If you are new to my channel, please subscribe so that we learn together. And as always, I'm grateful for your time and I'm excited to share with you more in the next upcoming podcast. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.